0: What up, what up, and what's good, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to the Big Derm Show. I am your host, Big Derm. Um, so boom, check this out. Uh, I need you to do something uh, before we get into today's interview. I want you to think back to a time in your life when you had a major revelation. Um, I want you to like, in other words, think back to a time when you were given some new information about a topic that you already had your own thoughts and beliefs about. Uh, But this new information, however, it made you strongly question what you already thought. And um, here's why I need you to do that. Uh, So me and my guest, we spoke about food addiction. And we spoke about it on a level where we liken it to hardcore drugs. Um, And I think in order for you to soak up and grasp that information the way it was presented, you have to keep an open mind and be willing to question what you already know. Because throwing around the terms food addiction Or the term food addiction Is is It sounds kind of wacky You know what I'm saying Outside of people who just say You know I'm addicted to food or whatever Because you know They just They're just saying it But they don't I don't I don't think they really truly mean it Or believe it um, So quick background Over like the last year and change Some of y'all might already know I was working with a coach Like a health and wellness coach Her name is Bren Bauer uh, over at Morpho Lifestyle. Um, now, she's the one who made me realize that the addiction thing is actually real. So, all that me and Dr. Tarman did on today's interview was just solidified what we already believed. Um, and Dr. Tarman also spoke about all her her years of work and, you know, the, the things that she's been doing inside the field of addiction. Um, now, as much as I've mentioned food addiction already, the point of this interview isn't to get you to only believe that it's real, but also to give you, like, some basic steps that you can use uh, if you recognize that you may, in fact, have issues with food. Um, so just, just, you know, listen to it in that way. Remember, keep an open mind. Um, it might sound a little wacky, whatever, but um, I've always liked going to the gym, and I've always lost weight at different points in my life. But the one thing I've never been able to shake is my relationship and my behavior with food, you know what I'm saying, until now. Uh, but stay tuned after the interview's over um, to find out you know, where I'm at as far as how long I've been avoiding sugar and other things. And I even lost some weight as a, as a, um, as a result of what I was doing. And you'll get some tips in the interview and I'll also give you some tips that I used to um, get myself over the hump. Um, All right, enough of my chit-chatting, man. Here's the interview. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to the Big Derm Show. I have a very special guest on the show today, um, Dr. Vera Tarman. Uh, Now, let me give you a rundown real quick about Dr. Tarman. um, She's worked in the field of addiction medicine since 1992, and she's also been the medical director of Renaissance. Which is Canada's uh, largest treatment center since 2006. She's also one of the first clinicians uh, to work in food addiction in Canada, and she ran the first three week inpatient treatment program in food addiction last year, 2016. Uh, she's the author of Food Junkies, a book that I'm going through right now that I'm really, really enjoying. Uh, it's called Food Junkies The Truth About Food Addiction, and she's also a recovering food addict with a sustained 100 pound weight loss over the last 10, year, over 10 years. Uh, Dr. Tommen, welcome to the show.
1: Uh, Hi, I'm really glad to be here.
0: Good deal, good deal. Um, So first (laughs) of all, I want to know about, uh, your, like you said, you worked in the field of addiction uh, medicine since 1992. Now, that's not just food addiction, right? That's just addiction, period.
1: Oh, yeah, that's just addiction, period. Yeah, I I went into medicine... um, uh, probably about five or ten years before that, but I got really interested in uh, addiction, and so that we're talking about cocaine, alcohol, uh, yeah, the whole works, opiates.
0: Okay, all gotcha, of it. gotcha. So then you started in medical in the medical field, then you moved to mm-hmm. addiction, but now as the medical director of Renescent, I'm assuming you're now focusing on food, correct?
1: No, no. As the medical director, I mean, that, that, uh, that treatment center is mainly for drugs and alcohol. Oh. Um, but I have introduced uh, into their uh, sort of compendium of services, I've introduced the concept of food. And uh, it, took, it was quite a long slog getting them to acknowledge that they should deal with that as well. But they did as of a year ago. Um, but my focus is broad. It includes food but, uh, because that's my special interest, but I do everything else still.
0: Gotcha. Now, why did you eventually, why did food become your special interest? Is it because of your own personal experience?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yes. Um, I had my own personal experience. Um, And uh, like so many other people who've had personal experiences, I always called it an eating disorder. But when I was uh, working in the uh, addiction sort of focus, um, I just couldn 't help but notice the uh, connection of the, or the similarity of behaviors, and then, when I started reading more about it, and uh, everybody knows like if you anywhere you look on the internet now, people are talking about it more and more um, but because there 's more and more research coming out to support this perspective, and the more I saw that research to support this sort of different way of looking at you know difficulty in eating. Um, I started to say to my uh, treatment centers and and all of the uh, clinicians there, look, we should look at this issue um, along with alcohol and cocaine and all that kind of stuff, partly so that we don't help people substitute. Like, they quit alcohol and they start eating, and rather than us saying, great, that's not as bad as alcohol, we can say, look, you're just substituting your addiction.
0: Right, right, right. Now, I I believe that this is still a hard concept to sell to people because oh, yeah yeah. in my in my own experience <clears throat> i've recently over the last couple of years i've um or not even over the last couple of years over the last few years i would have used the term i'm addicted to food i'm addicted to food and when mm-hmm. i when i first used that term it was really because i didn't have another word besides you know mm-hmm. addict or addictive so but recently um, I've been finding out more that maybe it's not just a word, it's really a thing, like I am actually addicted to food. So- yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, I think that part of the problem, uh, I mean, you, you mind guessing it's because you're more attuned, because you're, you know, you're part of the social media world, and you're talking to lots of people. Um, and so I'm, I'm guessing that you're just a little bit more educated about the kind of new research that's coming out. But generally, people, uh, including probably you before, um, just thought that was... just a word, but not really possible because come on how can you be addicted to food right. um, but it's because we 've all become normalized uh, or, or have been have been fed the line that sugar the way that we 're eating it now is normal uh, part of that's the food industry part of that's the whole our whole cultural way of eating um, and it 's only now as we notice notice are talking about the toxic effects of sugar that we're starting to realize, wait a second, this isn't normal to be eating a dessert three times a day or, Mm. you know, instead of a meal. Right. Um, Yeah. 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 I I agree. It's it's like we didn't notice cigarettes was a problem until we did. And then it's like, oh my God, it's there. And it is a problem.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. And the, the problem is, and I'd be lying if I said I figured that out on my own. I was working with a coach, for a while, who, it didn't start as, you know, hey, you're addicted to food, but through finding out that, you know, I was an emotional eater, and then on top of that, I would, you know, I would, I would do these weird things with food that, um, yeah. eventually it came to the realization that, hey, it might be, I, you know, I might be a food addict, so.
1: Right, was were they weird things like, you're just gonna have a sugar day, and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> No, it would be, it would be some of the things that we all could identify with, like, um, like a let's say for like a binge session. I would oh, be, yeah. I would um not be hungry and I would it'd be like nine o'clock at night, everybody's went to bed, my wife, the kids are all in bed, I may be watching yeah. TV and then the instant I might see something on TV and then uh. you know, take a trip to the kitchen and then I grab one thing, and I go back to the living room. I grab another thing and go back yeah. to the living room. That, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't and I used when I used to do it, I would Question myself while I was doing it and be like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this, but damn, it tastes so good. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it, it was bad. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah, we had to unpack that to find out, you know, it's more than just, you know, willpower and all that stuff. Just like you say in the book. You, yeah.
1: You know? you know, what I find interesting about your story is that. Um, and this is so typical about addiction, is, is that before you saw the commercial, you were fine, you didn't think about it, you were fine. And then the moment you got that trigger, I mean, let's use addiction language now, you saw the cue, you saw the trigger, mm-hmm. you went, you had a little bit, it sparked off the phenomenon of craving, which means you want more. And the more you eat, the more you want. And that's the whole thing about addiction is you take a little and now you it's the classic line. One is too many and a hundred is not enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah. so I um I'm assuming before you took on your addiction you used to have some of the same episodes or you used to have an issue with food, correct?
1: For sure. Yeah. And and what happened is is I, I uh sort of intuitively knew, just like you, that if I didn't have something, I was okay. And what I would do is, I'm mean, because I was like 100 pounds more than I am now, mm-hmm. um, and so there was a time when I thought, okay, you know, Vera, you got to stop, because I was binging all the time, and like I'm talking binging, and then throwing it up, and then binging, and oh, talking, wow. I mean, basically, a, a doctor would have said I had bulimia, or binge eating disorder, um, and so I said, you know, just rein it in, Vera, stop, and so I would stop, and um, because I didn't call it the word addiction, I, I didn't think I could use that word, I guess sort of like you, mm-hmm. um... Um, I I didn't know that piece that that piece that's so important in the addiction world, which is um, it's this idea of the uh, triggering the phenomenon of craving. If you have just a little bit, you're going to want more. And so what happen is is I I'd, I'd quit, I'd lose weight, I'd be great. It would be three months later, and I would think well, I can celebrate. I'll just have a little piece of cake. On the weekend, and I'll celebrate. And sure enough, then, you know, three weeks later, I'm eating as bad as I did before. Right, right. And I didn't recognize that pattern as addictive until I started to uh, use those words.
0: Right, exactly. I I completely agree. I remember when I was, before I had more understanding of it, I would tell myself, I have to treat sugar like a drug. Yeah. If I had a piece and, of you know, something on Sunday. It's not just a
1: uh, language. I mean, it is, because that's how we, we work in the world. But it is actually neurobiology. Like, what we're really talking about is a hypersensitivity that people develop. Um, and, and the reason why they develop this is because of exposure. Like, if you and I. Smoked a cigarette once every six months, we wouldn't be smokers. But if you smoke every day, you start to develop the uh, whole neural pathway um, and, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, develop this addiction to tobacco and similarly with, sh- with sugar. So what happens is, is you get this little bit of exposure um, to sugar, which... Gives you this massive dopamine spike in the brain, um, you develop a hypersensitivity to that dopamine uh, spike so that anytime you have a little bit more, it's like literally the brain changes, and so then it's like um, right. a flare of, of um, a match to oil, you know? <laughs> and you gotcha. want more. And it's, it, it's, a, it's a real physical, neurobiological phenomenon. And that's the piece that I think people need to know. Because that's what makes willpower so difficult to manage that.
0: Yeah, because willpower will only take you so far. You need to, like, uh, first exactly. recognize the other stuff and then move on it.
1: Exactly. It's like you got to go to the bathroom. Uh, you can hold it, but the moment you start to pee a little bit or whatever, you can't yeah. hold it anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like there's a point <laughs> at which there's no return. Right. We, our willpower is good, but only it's very fragile. It's very, very fragile.
0: Um. Can you tell us about how you did it? So what what did you what step did you finally take that moved you or finally took that moved you in the right direction to, you know, sustain not just the weight loss, but to to sustain not being addicted to food or carrying out those behaviors?
1: Well, you know, I mean, I, I continue to say that I'm addicted to food. Um, that's I would say that that's the first and the, and the main step. Like, I, I, I figured out, like many of us do, how to stop, but I didn't realize I had to stay stopped. Um, right. and, and so I think it was fundamentally the understanding that as long as I don't have a little bit, like on my birthday or on Saturday or on somebody else's birthday or somebody makes me a piece of cake, as long as I just say, no, thank you, I'm good, you know. And it's it's knowing that because that's where people fall. They You know, they'll say, I keep losing weight and then I gain it and then I lose it and then I gain it, and not realizing that you can't have even just a little bit. So it's that knowledge of that piece. And that's really hard because people are going to say to you, hey, Look, you're doing so well. Come on. What's the problem here? Don't be so rigid. Don't exactly. be so restricted. But we don't say that if you have quit smoking cigarettes. You know, they don't say, hey, buddy, have a smoke. You, you, you've been good for six months.
0: Exactly. Same thing with alcohol. we know if
1: you do that or have a toot on your crack pipe, you've been doing so well. We would never say that because we know that that guy's going to be back out there again. And but we but we do that with sugar. So it, mainly, it's this is why I'm so on about the public education, and why I'm really glad that you've asked me to speak. It, it, it's mainly about getting that message out. It yeah. is a, a neural biological phenomena, and let's give it the same respect that we've given cigarettes and everything else.
0: Right, I, I I completely agree. But it's it's again, like I said at the beginning, it's a it's a difficult sell to other people because yes, it's it's. It is. You can look at um, the instant effects of. Um, like a, a, a crack addict or, or, or somebody who yeah. does heroin, right? Like, you can see that, but...
1: Yeah, you can see it. You, and you know why? Because, you know, before you know it, the guy's on the street corner uh, selling his uh, his last rent money or, or using his last rent money. So you can see the extremes, um, and it happens pretty quick. Like, like, I know when somebody's a crack user, they got two or three years of functional life in them, and then they're on the street. With food... Um, it's like my guy in, uh, in, in the book, Lawrence, mm-hmm. it took him a long time to get there, like food takes longer, but in the end the same devastation happens, like the guy died to the point where they couldn't even take him downstairs without breaking the door down because he was so obese, right. but it takes 20 years, it doesn't take three years, and, and we don't call it food addiction, we call it obesity, we call it diabetes, we call it hypertension, arthritis, all these things, instead of what it is, which is the consequences of basically toxic sugar amounts.
0: I agree. And you know? and you know what's funny yeah. is that like when you can see the effects of a heroin addict, the you know, yeah. you might be able to look at them and be like, "Hey, they might be on drugs." The the same you can do exactly with somebody who carries extra weight on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can say that that's the equivalent to that you, you just got a different choice of drug. You know what I mean? And exactly. you're doing it in secret and yes. stuff yes. like that.
1: And, you know, we don't see the Lawrences because when they hit 300 pounds, they don't go outside anymore. Right. They call their food in, and they stay in and they're watching Netflix at night. They don't go out <laughs> anymore because they're too embarrassed. Right. Or they can't find a chair that, you know, like they can't fly anymore, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we see the crack addicts because they're on the street trying to get money from me. But but the, the, the food addict. It's like you kinda of lose sight of them, except in the obesity
0: clinics. Right. And they, they hide yeah. they hide in plain sight because somebody that you work with perfect way to say it. Yeah. They might come to work and say and, and you know, they, they eat decently and you see them bring healthy meals, but as soon as they leave work and yeah. before they even get home, they might make a stop and binge before they even get home. You exactly. I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's a thing. I, I um I wanna know about the uh your three week inpatient treatment program. Can you tell us about sure. that?
1: Yeah, um it, you know probably in the 70s the uh, the states um had um a food well not probably they did have a food addiction program in one of the hospitals. Um and it was solely a food addiction program but you know like many uh, programs that got underfunded or defunded in the 70s 80s it did too. And so for the longest time and and uh, until really us you know in 2016 mm-hmm. um there were a lot of treatment centers uh that would treat basically drugs and alcohol, and then they might also say that they would deal with food as well um, and uh, but really what they were doing was treating eating disorders, not food addiction they might call it food addiction because they didn't know the difference but there is a real fundamental difference like like somebody if we're treating a person with an eating disorder which is, and this is how they would do that, they would say um, y- you know you got a problem with the way that you eat so Ultimately, the goal is to stop eating, um, you know, too much of whatever it is. Right. But the goal would not be never have it anymore because, you know, that, that, that just seems like a preposterous idea. No more sugar ever. Um, uh, so they would just say just a little bit, like on, you know, a dessert, a little, like two ounces of cheesecake every night or something like that. Right. Um, but we know with addiction that that little bit, it's like having a puff of a cigarette. You're just going to want to finish the cigarette. So that concept of uh, abstinence versus moderation um, that didn't exist. And last year, in in the, in our program, I mean, the government does not uh, uh, well not forget the government. The medical community does not acknowledge this condition yet as an as as an addiction. That food is an addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if as long as the medical community is not doing that, we're not getting insurance coverage or government coverage. Like in the states, the government funds our programs. Um, but we had a private donor that said Vera I believe you I believe in this concept and I want to fund a year and they did Uh, so we were able to actually do a food addiction program a three-week inpatient sugar detox because it's really hard to detox from sugar yes it is (laughs) is. so for three but it only takes about three weeks to get off of it believe it or not it's like quitting smoking just get over the three-week hump and then people would walk out going, holy cow, I don't have any more cravings
2: mm-hmm. for sugar.
1: Um, and uh, uh, because we said to them, you can't even have a little bit. It's going to be a total detox. And then they walked out getting off their diabetes medication, some of them, and certainly not, no longer having that insane craving to want sugar, which you're going to have in the so, first week.
0: So then you, you, had, you had some great results from the program.
1: Yeah, we had some great results. Now, the problem is, it was a year program, and um, I would like to say that everybody is still doing well, but they're not. I mean, some people are, and, and you know, in the addiction world, we always say you can't do this alone. Like, you got to believe that you're going to need support because willpower is not that strong, um, and and uh, the world out there is not going to support your idea of abstinence, because they're going to think you're nuts. Right. Um, so that the people who were in the program and did well, as long as they were in that milieu where everyone was saying, yeah, this is an addiction, they were good. But when they went out, a lot of people, you know, their husband said, come on, have a bit of ice cream with me. Or, you know, they went to a whatever, and then they relapsed.
0: Yep. And I'm, and I'm willing to believe that that's, in any case, where they did relapse, it all happened because of that they they tasted yeah. it again it, it I, I don't i don't know what other way it would be where you know it, they, they relapse other than they had a bite or they had a taste and yeah. then they had a downhill slope you know what i mean like what yeah. else could it be because i i remember when i did that i i don't remember how long ago it was or how long my 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 time was but i think i uh, stayed away from Uh, refined sugars not all sugar but I stayed away from refined sugars for maybe I don't know I think I lasted like three or four days at the most and then um, I said okay well you know let me grab a bite you know what I mean like I can Uh. have a jelly bean or something like that and then yeah. I knew that if I had something on Monday, it's going to still be affecting me the following Monday and the following afternoon. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? so, but, you know,
1: three or four days is not very long. Like, right. you probably were still craving it. Like, it takes a couple of weeks to get past that craving. There, there, there would have come a time when you would look at that bite and go, you know, I'd rather take a pass. Right. And then and then, what happens is, is somebody pressures you into it because they made this for you and you feel guilty and you eat it. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, I mean, I commend you for trying that. So even in that four or five days, did you start to feel better?
0: I did, because I was realizing that I was walking by what used to um, make me crave and not craving it. But as of right now... Even after
1: that short period of time?
0: yeah. um, Yeah. Even after that short period of time, I can't remember. I'd have to go look in my journal, because I can't even remember if it was four or five days. I just remember it... Yeah. It was long enough for me to walk by something and not have the craving.
1: People will say at the beginning when you say you gotta quit, they'll go, "No way! How can I do that?" Not realizing that that's actually just part of the whole withdrawal thing. It's like you try to quit smoking cigarettes and you go, "Oh my God! How am I gonna do that?" And then you know the non-smoker goes, "Yeah, it's I. I'm so I feel so much better now that I'm not smoking cigarettes anymore."
0: Right, right. Matter of yeah. fact, I, I'll tell you right now. Uh, last week's Saturday. I attended a um, food addicts um, meeting. You're kidding. Yeah, I did. I did. Because I'm telling you, this thing is crazy, and I'm trying to get a handle on it, right? So I I attended this meeting, and one of the first things I heard there was no wheat, no flour, no sugar, and they don't drink alcohol either.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because what's alcohol but sugar, mm -hmm. really? Think about it. Um, but yeah, so, so that food addiction meeting, that I don't know, like, um, when we look at food addiction, I don't know if you got that that far in the book, but I talk about the different stages and how it can develop. I and did. if you've been doing it for a long time, eating a lot of crappy stuff, uh, depending on how far you've gone along the line, you might have to stop eating uh, no no flour and no grains and no, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Sometimes if you catch it in time, you just don't you just have to stop eating sugar. Um, it right. depends on where you are on that sort of spectrum. Like I uh, don't eat any flour, any sugar, any grains. I just eat, pizza. what do you eat here? I, eat, I just eat a lot, well, basically veggies and uh, proteins and fats.
0: Yeah, that's where that's where I am because as of that yeah. meeting, today and is And it's a day very healthy
1: diet. It's by no it means is. a restricted anorexic diet. It's like 2,000 calories a day of healthy food.
0: Well, see, I haven't, I haven't got a, a strict diet down yet, but I have been abstaining, and as of right now, I've hit ten wow. days. Finally, for the first time in like forever, I'm at t- day ten without wow. eating any sugar. You know, I haven't had any sugar. Wow any wheat any flour I don't even have the craving for it I'm not looking at things and going oh I really, oh really want oh my god that.
1: that's amazing yeah so I'm Good hoping for, for you I'm very impressed
0: I uh, appreciate it I'm hoping for two more weeks yeah we
1: I mean I'm really impressed because huh. you are an opinion leader like you've got this podcast and people are listening to it um, and uh, you're going to have an influence on people who are otherwise going to go, oh man, is he nuts? And then there you are saying, I don't have cravings, and I bet you you're going to lose weight too. Yeah.
0: Because that's what happens. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to hopefully help other people, you know, get that courage and say there is life yes. on the other side of no sugar. You know what I mean? Because it's sugar's everywhere, so it's hard to imagine not eating it. But it's exactly you can yeah. do it. You can because do it because
1: we've normalized it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's in everything. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's the thing about that book. I don't know if you've seen it. That, that's come out, the Gary Toves book, uh, The End of, uh, or the I forget what it's called, The End of Sugar or The Sugar Crisis or something. It's his latest book. Gary and Toves? He talks about that, how, how we've just normalized this very toxic thing. And it's not sugar uh, in an apple. Like a, You you can eat a lot of fruit. That's right. not the problem. The problem is, is they, like you said, the refined sugar, the excess sugar.
0: Well, you said his name was Gary Toves?
1: Yeah, T-A-U-B-E-S. Um, I wasn't expecting to mention his name, so I can't remember the title, but it's, okay. it's, it, it came out like just three months ago. Um, the End of Sugar or something. It talks about the whole history of uh, how the food industry has introduced sugar in the last hundred years and he maps it out to the, the uh, increase in diabetes. Like, okay. I didn't know this, but um, uh, because I just haven't looked at that kind of history, but he said that diabetes, um, like 100 years ago, was like, maybe 150 years ago, it was like 1 in 100 people, and now it's 1 in 10. And you can map that increase with the amount of sugar that's being introduced into uh, ah. the, uh, the food industry over oh, okay. the last basically
0: 60 70 years gotcha gotcha well uh, i'll still i'll still find a um I'm, I'm pretty sure i can get the book you know what i mean and we'll put it at a link and i'm, I'm gonna make sure this yeah. is uh put at uh, emaradio.com slash i'll just put your, your um a oh, matter of fact we could go emaradio.com slash sugar you know what i mean and you can see any and everything there about this or um oh good um you know the links a link to your book and all the other things that you got going on and also on.
1: to my website addictionsunplug.com don't a- forget
0: that Okay all right gotcha. Addictions addictionsunplug yeah. Now what what I know you I know you're pretty busy I'm sure as uh, the medical director over there at um yeah. but is there any other special projects that you have on hand coming up, uh, like you did the inpatient program or you wrote the book? Do you have anything um, else?
1: Well, n- no, other than that, that special project, that the funder came forward and said, let's do another year. Oh, and good so we're, we're going to do another year, we're hoping, um, in, starting in the fall, and we're going to try to open it up to uh, more people. Nice. So, I, you know, more is to be revealed as far as that goes. But, I mean, this is really my... Uh, my pony um is this issue of food addiction um i i don't i don't have anything i'd like to write another book i'd like to get a publisher to approach me like i have some ideas of what i'd like but at this stage it's really still maintaining this whole um uh this whole issue I, I, it's why i'm so glad to be talking to you like, the more people talk about it, the more things will happen. It's not right. me, then somebody else.
0: Right, right. A- absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, just
1: you're talking about your own experience. It's like, wow, that's really great.
0: Well, ho- hopefully. That's that's what I, I love to do, you know, because I know when yeah. I'm listening to something, I'd love to hear that and get inspired and, you know, take action and stuff like that. So, um, so is there anything else you want to mention before you get out of here? I Again, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for uh, coming on and doing it.
1: Um, Well, the only thing I'd like to say, uh, yes, I'd like to just sort of reiterate kind of what you said, um, that uh, the the idea of uh, this as an addiction may sound crazy, but if you look at actually what what is crazy, which is that we think eating, you know, sugar every day and the amounts that, like what, people are eating 25 teaspoons of sugar a day, Mm -hmm, when our body can really only handle three to six you know, before we get diabetes and things like that, um, that, that, that it's not a crazy idea. It, it, the fact that it seems crazy is because it's been basically... Engineered that way for the food industry 's benefit um, so that 's the first thing uh, that it 's not a crazy idea it 's actually quite sound and then the other is is what you said, which is it 's actually uh freeing like like the, the, once you get past the hump of right. uh, thinking it 's a crazy idea i 'm going to try it myself, and you get into that sobriety like you had a, you have ten days now that that there's actually a, a a very positive place that you go to, like you know think here's i'll end with this here wouldn't wouldn't you listener like to lose the extra weight that you might have you might not but you might um and feel free of the obsession to have to know what's in the fridge and what are you going to have tonight and is there enough yeah. like wouldn't it be nice to be free of that um and also not worry about your weight like holy cow that's
2: right.
1: that's <laughs> such a focus that we all have wouldn't you like to be free of that that's what we're talking about Freedom uh, tastes
0: great. Basically, <laughs> I completely agree. It's yeah, it's it's one day at a time, and yeah. um, I know as of right now, I can see. Oh, I have. We had um, we had mm-hmm. a little celebration at work a few days ago, and it was strawberry cheesecake day, and it was looking wow. really good. But excellent, I was just Easy. like, you know, I'd love to have a piece, but I'm good. You know, what I mean, I'm good. Thank to go. you. It's good. All right, so um yeah, Dr. Talman, thank you so much again. I'll absolutely be following you and keeping people up to date on uh what you got going on, especially that um clinic when it comes up again in um fall. I'd like to recommend and that is in it will be in Canada, correct?
1: Yeah, it's in Canada. Okay. But you know, you know, I'm hoping somebody's going to pick it up in the States. Like, nice. you know, it's it's a it's a business opportunity for anybody who's out there who's an entrepreneur.
0: Right, right. Agreed. Yeah, definitely, cuz people people <laughs> want that. People absolutely want that freedom that you just talked talking it,
1: about. Yeah. And it doesn't exist yet. So, you know, it's an open opportunity. Anyway, thank you so much for asking me to speak on your podcast.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for agreeing. I appreciate it. Okay. Yo, listen, um, Listen, I have big, big, I got to say a big shout to um, uh, Dr. Tarman for coming on and doing the interview Um, because when I first reached out. I was, uh, I was mad nervous um, I didn't think she was I didn't think she was gonna um, uh, You know Accept the, the request I thought she was gonna Go to the website And see the foolishness That we carry on with And then just ignore me You know what I mean But Not only did she say yes But she was also Crazy generous with her time um, cra- Really generous with the information That she provided And Just you know she, she embraced the fact That she was spilling her info Into like a new And different audience more than what she's you know regularly used to so um yeah i'm 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 real excited that you know she came on and did the interview i hope you were too if you were you know reach out to her and let her know on um she's on twitter at @ad_unplug. matter of fact just like i said in the interview go to emaradio.com slash sugar s-u-g-a-r emaradio.com sugar and you'll get like the link i'll have the link to her uh you'll see the link to her book which is Food Junkies. You'll uh, see the link to her website, which is also um, Addictions Unplugged. And she is on Twitter at Ad Unplugged, which is, you know, short, obviously, for Addictions Unplugged. But it's Add Unplugged, A-D-D-U-N-P-L-U-G. But again, just go to emaradio.com sugar, and you'll see the links to everything there. Um, so, yeah, like I said at the beginning of the interview, let me give you a quick update about what's going on with me. So I stopped with sugar, wheat, flour, rice, and alcohol on March 11th. That was the day that I went to that uh, meeting that I mentioned in the interview. And today is April 10th, uh, and it's actually been 31 days since I stopped eating sugar. And this is the longest that I can remember in my adult life that I've I've ever gone without eating sugar. Um, And I'm talking about, like, dodging everything that has sugar in it. If I did eat any sugar, it was... um, By accident Because I was like This thing can't have sugar But then I looked And I saw it did Like And I'm not just talking about Obvious sugar I'm talking about If I see a word In the ingredients That says O-S-E Like You know Sucralose Or or glucose Or whatever Fructose Then I'm bailing I'm not touching it I did make some Barbecue chicken And that had High fructose Corn syrup in it And I used it um, But I didn't I didn't have any after effects where I was like, you know, craving sugar after that. Um, But I still don't want to make it a habit of like using, you know, barbecue sauce that's just I think the first ingredient was uh, uh, high fructose corn syrup. So I'm bailing on that. I'm just going to be, you know, on the lookout for a different barbecue sauce. But I've stayed away. I haven't been eating any candy. I haven't been eating any processed foods. I haven't been eating none of that junk. And I feel great. You know what I mean? Like, I have loads of energy. Um, yo, you know what? Even I even cut it out in my coffee because I used to put sugar in the raw in my coffee and be like, all right, well, that's cool. But even that level of sugar, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even playing around with it. I just I want it out of my life. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I, I stopped doing that. I stopped uh, eating the sugar and all that stuff and, and, the, and the wheat and the flour and the alcohol stop drinking alcohol and I feel lighter you know what I'm saying like I feel cleaner my digestive my digestive uh system isn't acting up anymore I I got way less gas you know what I'm saying <laughs> but most importantly is that I don't have any more cravings so I'm not sitting around like getting a smell of something that probably is loaded with uh sugar and I'm like and then I get hyped and I'm like yo I need to eat that or walking by you know some sweets and feeling like i need to eat that because i don't have that craving anymore that that's gone and i'm very happy with that um that's the that's the thing that's going to be my mechanism that's going to keep me from you know returning back to doing what i used to do so i'm happy about that um also let me give you the weight update so on march 11th like i said uh, i came back from that meeting and i weighed myself i was at 293 and um Today, and I just came back from a weekend in Atlanta chilling with my dudes. Uh, matter of fact, EMA, we went down there. I just came back from a weekend down there, and I didn't drink any alcohol. I was able to actually do that and still have a good time, and came back from that, weighed myself, and now I'm at 278. So without going to the gym, which is a whole nother story in itself, because I got to get myself back in the gym, without going to the gym and cutting out sugar and those other things that I was talking about, I lost 15 pounds. You know what I'm saying? So once I actually do get myself back into the gym, it's going to start just melting off of me. And and it's I'm not going to have a struggle with eating. You know what I'm saying? Like, after I hit the gym and I have a good day and, you know, I have a couple have a protein shake or whatever, and as the day goes on, I'm like, oh, man, I need to get some junk. I'm not going to do that anymore, which was killing me before. So I'm good. And as far as, like, cutting those things out, I'm not feeling like I'm missing out on life. Or like, oh, man, how am I ever going to not do this again? I'm just like, I'm just chilling and happy with the results. So um, there's that. So look, if you even have to think to yourself, if you might have an issue with food, and again, not necessarily an addiction per se, but if you're considering permanently uh, uh, eliminating those things from your life, then do it. You know what I'm saying? I will tell you, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. And I typically don't like to, you know, just sit around dishing out advice because everything ain't for everybody. But I will say if you think that you're struggling and there's times when you're eating stuff, you're just throwing it in your face and you don't even know why you're doing it. And you're trying to stop yourself from doing that. You might want to consider, at minimum, just cutting that thing out. You know what I'm saying? Just cutting it out. That is going to be a difficult thing to do because I've tried it many, many times before and it was extremely hard to do. Um, and that's the first hump, like uh, Dr. Tarman mentioned. Um. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, man. I'm I'm on social, uh, uh, EMA underscore Therm, and like I said, go to emaradio.com slash sugar for all the links there to the things that we mentioned in this interview. And um, if you want more details about you know where 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 I'm at in my journey or whatever, just hit me up. I'm I'm you know I'm an open book. I don't I don't mind. Um. Yeah, just holler at me. Later.